Hello and welcome to Females with Fire. I'm Carrie McGee, an empowerment coach for women looking to escape overwhelm and gain confidence. This season, I'm connecting with women leaders who demonstrate resilience, strength and spirit. It is my wish that these shared experiences inspire and support you when faced with the challenges life can bring. Today I am chatting with Ellie, a life coach helping women to live with fearless freedom by tapping into their intuition. In this episode, we cover the chain of events that lead Ellie to move to the other side of the world and embrace the risks she was taking wholeheartedly. So thank you, Ellie, for joining me today. You have got a massive story of growth and change and that fantastic idea about intuition. Females with Fire is all about women attributes, traits, and using these skills to better and improve ourselves and empower ourselves ultimately. Can you paint me a picture of what your life was before your transformation? And we'll go into all of that in a moment. Absolutely. And first of all, thank you very much for having me um, on your podcast. It's a, it's a real honour. And, you know, anything we can do to help women become more aware of their greatness, um, I'm a huge fan of. So, yeah, carry on the good work. Um, but a picture of where I was before is funny. Just reflecting back, I don't think at the time I realised that I had a massive problem, if that makes sense. It was kind mm. of I was very busy. I was working in London. I had a very cool job. Life was life was okay it was there wasn't anything screaming out to me that I needed to make massive changes but yeah there was an underlying feeling that something didn't quite fit it was Mm. kind of like wearing a pair of shoes that were just probably half a size too big or small it just it just felt like there was something not quite right and I could never really put my finger on it but now looking back I can really see that I was in quite a destructive place I was you know out partying as you know we called it but actually drinking far too much um you know just just being a bit of a not very sensible with my time and who I was Mm. spending my time with and looking back on it now I can really see that actually I was probably in a bit of a spiral that that wasn't great and it's hindsight is a wonderful thing but Mm. I always had this this feeling that there was something more but I just never really knew what it was and then I thought well am I imagining that is it is it a real thing and and I just let myself get so caught up with my ego and in the moment that I didn't really give it that space and I remember, I still remember it so vividly. I was, so I'd been living in London for a number of years and I never felt settled in London. It was never really my sort of city. It was far too big and and lonely for me. So I actually moved back to Northamptonshire, which is where my family were based. And I commuted into London. So I worked down at the Oval, um, so South London. So I was coming in from, uh, if anyone knows the UK at all, coming in from north of the Watford Gap, um, yes. down into Euston, then travelling across London on the oh, underground wow. down yes. to Oval so it was a good two hours there and back and doing that every day and it it was it was tough it was really tough and I remember coming home one evening and just thinking I just I don't I I just don't know what to do with myself anymore I just can't I can't do this and I don't even know what I couldn't do but I just knew that something had to change and I was really lucky that a friend of my mum's is one of the most beautiful souls I've ever met and she was very um she just learned to do crystal healing and she was a mm. very she was very in touch with sort of what I would have you know definitely said in um excla- you know um exclamation marks that you know she was very spiritual which was something that I wasn't but she said oh you know do you want to just come and have a chat and I was like oh, okay yeah fine and it was mm. the moment that literally changed everything it suddenly made me realize that 
there was so much more out there and that I wasn't even anywhere close to being who I really was meant to be and it was a really it was a big eye-opener but at the same time I was still having to work in London I was still doing a job that was very it was very ego driven it was you know there was a it was great it was but it was a lot of you know socializing it was a lot of event big event stuff big major match days so it was really it was a real conflict between you know this sort of slightly gentler part of me that knew that I wanted to connect with that that spiritual side find my soul a bit more and this you know sort of very high octane London lifestyle so it was it was a really interesting time looking back on it um mm. sort of learning who I was and, and what I wanted and whilst all this was kind of going on I, I've always had this kind of thought that I needed to move overseas and I'd looked into it, you know, two or three times. I think the first time it really jumped up was probably around 2003. And I was like, oh, no, way too scary. Don't even <laughs> think about that. Can't no, put it away, you know. Yeah. And then it would sort of every probably 12 to 18 months would pop up again. And I'd again, you know, do sort of five minutes research. And be like, oh, no, far too scary and put it away. But there was definitely a something in me that was driving this idea that I needed to go somewhere else. But I certainly couldn't couldn't cope with that. So about 2011 was when I had this sort of, I guess, you know, I always, I never want to say mini breakdown because it wasn't that mm. extreme. It was, but it was definitely sort of a, an eye opening. It was an awakening, I suppose, is probably the best way of, of mm. putting it. And I started doing, you know, dabbling in a bit of crystal healing. So I did my, you know, my basics in in that and just starting to find a way to become a bit closer to who I was. But at the same time, you know, still juggling, commuting, working you know, lots of stuff going on. And, and I guess it was that, that inner, that inner need to find out who I really was just was getting bigger and bigger mm. and bigger. And it, it really found that I've stepped, there was a groundswell moving me in that sort of direction. And that was one of the big things that I found, you know, helped me make the decision eventually to, to move overseas. Cause it was just like, I've just, something's telling me I've got to do this. I've, I've kind of just got to go with it. You mentioned that when you were looking at going overseas, you you researched it and then you sort of put it away and then you had a look at it and put it away again. When you got to the point to say, right, yes, I'm ready, how did you know that it would be all okay or that you were actually truly ready? Yeah, it's a really good question, actually. I, I guess the one thing that I realised when I was kind of once I'd made that decision was that everything just worked it was kind of as soon as as soon as I was like right okay yeah you know screw this we will we will go and and see what's going on and as soon as I made that choice I mean literally within days I got an interview for for the cricket world cup job that I ended up coming over for and then I was basically told you know if you get this job we want you over here in a month and I was like oh okay wow that's quite quick and then got the job and literally within a month I'd moved out of my flat and I'd in fact I I personally had moved out of my flat I'd left all my stuff for my sister and my parents to tidy up so that was an absolute score I'm still still paying them back for that to be perfectly honest but um yeah it just all happened and I remember vividly even now flying over to New Zealand and I flew out on the 13th of August and stopped off in Hong Kong on the way and when I got to Hong Kong I checked my phone and a friend of mine had texted me going, oh, my God, I've just seen there's been a massive earthquake in Wellington. Are you OK? And I was like, what the? Yeah. So I put my data on, sort of screw the data charges and checked. And they'd had a relatively big one. I was like, oh, my goodness. Mm. But even then, it still felt OK. And I think what I've learned from that experience and subsequently is that 
I've actually got a really good mechanism within me to know if everything's going to be all right. And if I just take a moment just to see what the energy is doing within me, Mm. I can normally tell if it's going to be all right or if it's the right thing to do. I don't know if that makes any sort of sense to. to Yeah, it's about and about trusting that too I find I think a lot of women have that can have that sense but then it's those self-doubt fear will kick in and it's the trust yeah and I think I think on that I think programming is a really big thing as well I think for so long I I was talking to my mum relatively recently and we were talking about talking about my three and a half year old who's a very strong-willed little girl which is great (laughs) um all for strong-willed daughters just not at home um I'd love it if you just did what you're told once but um but we were talking about this whole like teaching children nowadays that actually Mm. it's about disappointing everybody else except themselves you know make sure that you know she is true to herself and she does what makes her happy and mum was like that was so far away from what I was taught Mm. you know it was always about putting everybody else first and I think that's been such a strong message particularly for women that everybody else is more important everybody else's needs uh, are more valuable than your own everybody else's thoughts are that we've given so much of our power away because that's what we've been taught to expect that we just you know, why, why would we know what's right? Why do we, why is what we think? Why does that matter? And so I think relearning to trust that you do know the answer inside is, is a huge, huge gift to give yourself. But at the same time, it's a, it's a real challenge as well, because you're having to trust in something you can't see. And again, a lot of what we're told nowadays, you're meant to be able to, you know, yeah. see it, to believe it type be of thing. Be tangible. So. And, and you mentioned to me before that you weren't ever a big spiritual person, but now that makes quite a large part of who you are and influenced your decision to move and, and going forward. So what, apart from meeting your, your, your aunt or friend, what inspired you to start that spiritual journey? Yeah, I think it was as soon as I kind of opened the box, it suddenly just felt so wonderful. Like just the messages and the, the connection it just again it's going back to that feeling it, it just felt right and ever since and I still struggle with my spirituality on some levels because I've always and I'm pretty sure this goes back to my grandmother but I always feel like you know if I'm gonna be really spiritual I probably ought to have some dreadlocks and dress in a bit of hair. Yes. You, you know and and actually the one thing that I really strive to do now is is talk about how it's actually part of life and mm. it's not it doesn't have to be religious it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be fluffy it's actually just being connected to something greater than yourself and as soon as i you know phrase it like that in my mind then i'm just like well that's absolutely it because i know that when i trust in my inner my inner light my inner soul which is definitely connected to more than just me i know that things are going to work mm. out okay so i've come through along a really big journey and it's certainly you know it's only been in in recent times that i've actually quite happily you know shouted from the rooftops that i absolutely you know i have this spiritual side to me that i want to share i've just started doing some women's groups locally mm. and to be able to do that again it was really confronting but just so so wonderful to hold that space for other women to start to step into their own beauty is just it's a real honor um and a journey that can feel really scary but but the light that you get from it is just incredible Mm. so for someone that's new to that spiritual growth or new to wanting to to trust their intuition what sort of steps would you recommend that they take to get things started um I think first of all it's quite important to 
awareness is the first key to any sort of change. So if there's sort of a little inkling of something that you think is is of interest, just learn about it a little bit more, whether that's, you know, finding podcasts to listen to, whether it's books. I mean, you can't see how many books I have in this room, but I am just an absolute <laughs> lover of knowledge. And I just, anything that sparks my interest, I have to have a book that originally was doing lots of reading. And then it's finding now is the idea to find groups where you can learn a little bit more about, you know, well, pretty much anything. So I definitely, that's a really good starting point. The, the next thing I'd say is actually take some time for you. So the one thing I talk to all of my clients about is actually finding that illness within you where you decide, get so caught up in the day-to-day, you know, making packed lunches, driving to school, doing this, you know, everything is so busy all the time. We're always on a time frame that it's, if you can just find, even if it's just 10 minutes a day where you can just be still and whether that's through meditation or whatever it is. And I know that some people find that a little bit daunting sometimes as well. So I almost strip it right back and it's just, just have some quiet, just listen to what's coming up for you. And by learning to feel those, recognize those energies, recognize those thoughts, you're able to very quickly tap into your inner voice, which is always going to, you know, provide you messages of love. And, and that's a really, yeah, you know, it's a beautiful place to start because it will start to guide you and you'll learn to trust what you feel rather than what you see. So how did you let that intuition guide you in your move and your decisions that you had to make did you have a process or how did it work I'm not sure I did really it just kind of got to the stage where it had come up so often I was like Mm. I'm really thinking somebody bigger than me is telling me I've got to do this Mm. like it really it honestly it would and I'd be like why why is this thought even you know I love my family I love my life why would I want to go to the other side of the world you know it just I could never work out why I always why it kept coming up it didn't seem very in alignment with who I was at the time yes whereas actually now like this is exactly where I'm meant to be you know an extra bonus but it's it's funny at the time I didn't get it but as you know many wise people have said it's you live your life forwards but you understand it backwards so it's now looking back that I can see that there was definitely there was a higher force telling me that I needed to to get away and to do something different and to be in a different different place and it's absolutely been the right the right message for me I was able to kind of just clear the clutter if that makes sense I think when I'd been I'd got so caught up in my own head and so trying to sort out my own problems taken on so much extra stuff is really the only word I can use that it was just weighing me down and it was almost flying over to New Zealand it was kind of like it almost dropped away like I never worried about about it being a problem I was I remember thinking God, I'm flying into a city I've never well, I think I spent one night in when I was like 19 mm. you know doing Kiwi experience or something like that mm. I don't know anybody I'm starting a new job I mean this is absolutely mental what am I doing and then it was just like but I think it's going to be fine mm. you know so even though I had those thoughts that like this is mental yeah it never it wasn't backed up with any sort of fear behind it yeah well that would is, be what I would ask is when you're faced with that situation what what did you do because I'm sure the doubts would have crept in the only doubts I had I'm you know I miss my family and I still you know that's it would be if only you know what is it apparating and Harry Potter was real that yes. would be perfect yes. yeah. that yeah. would be my superpower yes <laughs> <laughs> same 
just you know um but it's just yeah I guess I just and now it's really funny we uh, moved down from Wellington to Christchurch about 18 months ago and again it was exactly the same thing I just knew that we were meant to do it and I never it never worried me I never had any concerns about doing it and it was Mm. up to my husband to sort of you know decide when we actually got around to doing it but as soon and it's been the best thing you know we absolutely love it down here it's it's a wonderful spot it's even more where I meant to be than than Wellington was and Mm. it's funny because now I can recognize that oh no it's going to be okay and when I know it's going to be okay I just know it's going to be okay and I think that's because I've learned to listen into to what's going on and that's the biggest thing I think as women we can do is as you said earlier start to trust those senses and those thoughts and those feelings and generally you know if the answer's oh, I don't know there's mm. nothing a no behind that mm. and I really do believe that because if it feels okay then kind of just go with it don't don't think logically about it because if you put logic if you get your you'll convince yourself of you know that it's not a good idea but if you just go with that that first response oh yeah that feels good and it can feel nervous and it can feel scary but it's I don't know I've kind of learned that mine's sort of a a a pinky goldy color okay yeah and I can almost sense that and you know I know because I've definitely suffered from a bit of anxiety in my time and I've now really learned that any of those thoughts tend to be quite gray so Mm. uh, you know and again it's understanding how you receive those messages from the universe or how you connect to your inner voice you know is it through colors is it through images is it numbers are another thing that always come up for me if I know I'm on the right path I'll see ones literally everywhere like I cannot mm. look at my phone and it is anything other than 11 11 or 1 11 yes <laughs> yeah like, yeah seriously <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you found the more that you're listening into it and connecting with that that you found that you saw more signs yeah. or it validated by that yeah it, yeah I suppose it did almost validate it it just became yeah everything just seemed to make more sense and it was just yeah you'd start to notice even more signs and then You'd, yeah it was just weird it was suddenly like I kind of it's like I've agreed to the universe I'm listening they were like oh, okay great here take on all of this stuff and I was like, oh yeah no no it makes total sense so it is I think the more you embrace it and the more you step into it the more you get back from it and yeah I am um, you know I, I remember one of the, when I was really sort of thinking about sort of stepping into this space and and understanding a bit more um I always saw this owl flying when I drove mm. back from the train station and I was like oh, that's weird that like and you never you don't see owls very often in the UK no, you no. know they're not and literally every night for about two weeks I saw it flying I was like there's got to be a message in that and of course you know there's something relevant to what I was doing and I was like oh, that's amazing and then as soon as I'd kind of had that realization never saw it again <laughs> it was just, mm. so again it's things like that that I just think are really cool and you know just yeah when you start to embrace it and and open your eyes to what could sort of you know believe in what you can't see it's quite it's quite powerful and quite exciting amazing if you could pinpoint one sort of key bit of advice for a woman facing challenging situation or a crisis of getting to know themselves what would it be I've said before that the stillness and listening but then the other thing I would say is actually reach out and find somebody who you can connect with that can help you because mm-hmm. quite often we will try and get ourselves out of a situation we'll try and think our way out of it mm-hmm. and loads of clients that I work with and I'm sure you're the same will be like it just got to the stage where I couldn't do it on my own and the one thing I'd say is if you can 
get to that realization earlier, you'll make progress a lot quicker. There are so many amazing people mm. with so many different skill sets. And, you know, there's a, there, there is a, a, a coach, a support person, a, whoever it is that you want to work that you need, there will be the right person out there. Um, and if you are feeling stuck, then just start to reach out and connect with people that that do interest you and and feel like you might be able to make a connection because I do believe that's probably been the biggest thing that's made me move forward in my life I now mm. have my own business I work for myself I have the hours that suit me around my family you know from where I was to where I am now it's all come down to realizing that I've got the the answer within me but having somebody to talk that answer out with <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I was speaking with an, another lady for this podcast. And one of the, the things that I'm big about is our power partners and women that support us and drive us forward. It's just that collective energy that lift everybody up. And yeah, we get we get more out of it, more results in a positive way. We've got that sort of shared energy. So definitely uh, big on that. And stepping into the feminine energy as well yes. is just, it's so powerful. It's really fun. I was at a um, networking event on Friday all about women in sport, which is sort of you know, my background was working mm. in sports. So it's really interesting that so often um, the more senior women get within organisations, they almost take on masculine attributes. They mm. almost have to, because as a woman, you're held to higher standards. There are higher expectations of you. You know, you have to do twice as well at everything compared to your male colleague and it was something that certainly I I've noticed when I was working in sport that I think you you almost take on a different sort of a more masculine energy which has its merits on occasions but actually if we could really if women as a collective could start to tap into the feminine power mm. that we have you know with a life force if we can actually start to share that and believe in that oh, I just think the world would like the changes that would happen within the world would be incredible mm. Yes, and that will be a next podcast series, I think. I would love to dive into those. I've got lots of ideas. So um, amazing. So for our listeners, and they like what you're saying, how would they connect with you and work? With um, you? They can look me up on Facebook. So Ellie Bell Coaching. Um, yep. It's my Facebook handle. It's my Instagram and it's my website. So, And I am Ellie Bell. So therefore, it makes sense. <laughs> nice and easy. And what sort of things do you do in your sort of programs and um, Okay. Work? So, yeah, so the I sort of have two key ways of working with people. I either do one-on-one -on -one sessions um, mm. where I work purely with with the, the client and we work through whatever it is specifically that they're that they're wanting to to work you know get get through um, and then the other way is a group program so it's a mastermind and group coaching program called fearless freedom and mm -hmm. it's all about building that confidence connecting to intuition and finding your purpose really because I think there's so much pressure to like have your purpose and you know mm. you've got to, and it becomes this really big scary thing that almost feels a little bit unattainable whereas actually if you break it down everyone's got it there it's just a way you've just got to find a way of bringing it to the surface and making it not too overwhelming so that's um that's probably my my biggest my best way of working with people because I also love that idea of bringing groups of women together and mm. having that collective mastermind that that collective energy together is just so incredibly powerful um so yeah so those are those are generally the two ways I work um so yeah look me up I'd love amazing to <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much Ellie for taking the time to speak to me today and um yeah I hope our listeners can reach out and get in touch with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to Females with Fire. If you enjoyed the show or have any questions, feel free to subscribe, leave a review and comment. You can also connect with me on Facebook in the group The Fearless Female Forum, where we focus on all things empowerment and confidence. I would love to see you there.